0: Hi guys, welcome back to episode 3 of Disturbed State. Thank you so much for coming back and listening. This episode is on Daniel Lee Siebert. He actually has several aliases, but this one is pretty bad. It does involve children, so if I don't go into detail or anything about the children, so you may be able to actually get through this one. This week I had the beautiful Casey, who is awesome and she's another true crime addict like I am, but she had not heard of him either. But this is the last case for Alabama. So next week I will be starting Alaska. So we will see what that has to hold. I found an interesting case so hopefully we can get an interview next week. But enjoy, guys. Um, how much did you look into Mr. Siebert here?
1: Well, okay, so I got curious because I'd never heard of him, and that, like, is rare for me. So I <laughs> Googled him, and there wasn't a lot on him, but I was able to find, like, one documentary and I made it halfway through, and I was like, you know what? I kind of want to be surprised when we talk so <laughs> I made it about 20 minutes into research. Very, very committed. So I, I know a little bit about him, but I, I wanted the end to be surprise. <laughs> so. All
0: right. Well, this is on Daniel Lee Siebert. He's a uh, serial killer from Alabama. He actually started in different states, but his... The majority of his killing was done in alabama and let's see here he was born june 17th 1954 so he just had a birthday like two weeks ago or would have
2: but, happy birthday
0: yeah but he died april 22nd of 08 uh, so it's okay
2: of, when? of
1: 2008
0: okay
1: i was wondering if he was still around i saw his mug shot and i couldn't tell he's older and
0: whatever i saw yeah no he um he died from pancreatic cancer i believe in 2008 before he actually had been put through the death penalty
1: aka karma yeah (laughs) (laughs) yep he let's see okay where do we
0: want to start here so The first of the Alabama killings was in 1986, and it was a mom and her two children, which is horrible.
1: Yes, I did. I I listened to that part of it, and I was like, oh, my Lord.
0: Yeah.
1: Intense. And
0: to make it worse, basically, if, okay, so to start from the beginning, he went to the atlanta institute or atlanta jesus (laughs) alabama close (laughs) enough i don't know geography (laughs) yeah i don't know i'm having a rough day um the alabama institute for the deaf and blind as and he went and offered to be an art teacher under the alias daniel spence and hopes of obtaining a full-time position he basically offered to teach for free until they offered him tenure
1: Okay, I was wondering, because they might have covered that, but I might have placed over. It. Like, he has a lot of false identities. How yes. the heck did he just get away with? Like, oh, here's my
2: name.
0: Yeah, I don't know what kind of and background And they're just
2: like, checks. okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like, it's kind of crazy that there was no, like, background checks or anything done like that to just say, okay, well, this guy says he's a teacher, so we're just going to let him teach.
1: <laughs> but I guess maybe that doing it for free was a little... I mean, enticing, but how, I mean, he had a few different aliases. And I was just like, how did people not look into it? Exactly. You know, like you background checks. Exactly.
2: I don't know when those
1: came into play, but goodness gracious. Yeah,
0: it, he started killing, like, earlier on in the 80s, but he had a really, really horrible, horrible childhood. His father was sadistic and abusive. And now uh, this is gonna get like really raunchy because this is kind of give you a background as to why this creep was the way he was. uh-huh. His own father had raped, beaten, and- pre- made him perform oral sex on him and
2: made and oh he, this is
0: worse. he made him put on girls' underwear and have
1: sex with him. Oh my God, that yeah. is like a new level.
2: I didn't know that. Oh, my God. I'm always
1: interested in that. It's like, not that there's an excuse, but I don't know. There's, I mean, what, I mean, I don't know. What kid could, like, live through that first off,
2: you know? Exactly. And not
1: come out a little, not quite right. Exactly. Um, Poor baby.
0: His dad's name was Erwin Siebert. And it basically started off, he would gag him, tie him up, and then even sometimes he would urinate on him
1: oh my god yeah and that's like one of the more intense i don't know child abuse type stories i've heard out of because a lot of you know oh, our yeah. friends <laughs> our <laughs> people are, they have they come from that kind of home but like, ah
0: yeah and he was severely scarred all over his back from being beaten by a bullwhip by his father as well
1: and no mom at all just him and dad no the
0: mom was there and he had a sister in the house too oh my god but the mom was absolutely terrified of the father
2: yeah and he would drink
0: and she was just terrified and and it's hard to be in that situation but Mm -hmm. when he was 11 his mother finally took off with him and his sister so like the damage had already been done absolutely but she was terrified and just couldn't get out Um, and then, so going on to a few years later, he had gotten married and he had a son now come to find out and doing all this research, his son actually just got arrested, arrested in the last few years and charged with murder himself.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yep. There's a couple different places where his name's recorded as Damon and then there's one as Damien. So. But he's currently incarcerated for murder, so that's it. Runs in the family, I guess.
1: You know, oh, and like I want to, I, I don't know. Was he aware? I don't know he's aware now what his dad did, but like,
2: yeah, oh yeah. Oh,
1: how does that? Was it? Was his? Was his just like? Was it violent like dad's, or was it just like?
0: Not as violent. Not
1: to downplay anything, but no, you know?
0: he wasn't as violent, but he owed a guy money. The guy came to collect, and he killed the guy that came to collect the money. Yeah, that's basically. Rough. Um, so in 1979, he, there was a killing in Las Vegas where he was convicted of manslaughter and that was Gidget Castro, who was 28 and she was found strangled in an alley on November 6th or no. Okay. Scratch that. I'm going to have to edit that out. I lied. It was not listed who his victim was in 1979 that he was convicted of manslaughter. Oh, uh, was so just a... Yeah.
1: Maybe a prostitute or something?
0: I think that was the gay man that was... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And there were a few more. Gidget Casher was 28 and found strangled in an alleyway November twenty sixth of 1985. Uh, Nisa or Nisia Gail McElrath, who was 23, uh, she was murdered December 19th, 1985. Um, they originally attributed her death to the Southside serial killer because Uh-huh. Siebert and the Southside serial killer were kind of going on at the same time and they kind of had the same MO, but they were able to connect him to McElrath's death because he gave details about her death that only the the perpetrator would know. So there was he
1: admitted or claimed a bunch of deaths,
0: right? Uh, at least twelve more besides yeah. um, Sherry Weathers, her sons, and Linda Jarman. Oh, and Ugh. Linda Odom. On February nineteenth of nineteen eighty six, he had been convicted of Sherry Weathers and Linda Jarman's death. And then turn around the following year, March 8th of 1986, he was convicted of Linda Odom's death as well. But the main um, information that I found was on Sherry Weathers and her two children. Um, Her son's names were Ted and Jeff. Now, this was a, she had just basically stopped going to classes for like over a week didn't talk to anyone. So finally somebody decided, hey, let's try to figure out what happened. Yeah. Where is she? Like it's it's kind of crazy that for over a week nobody heard from her and then they right? just decided one day, Oh, maybe I should.
1: <laughs> and it's like if she was a student at that art was it?
2: It was okay, um, hearing impair. Yeah, for the deaf and or blind. Like,
1: okay. So isn't okay, am I making this up? Is it a college for deaf and blind or was it an art specific?
0: Uh, or no, deaf and blind. It, no, it was just okay. an institute for the deaf and blind, but he was... I was
1: thinking art. Oh, he's um, art he,
0: teacher. Yeah, he was the art teacher.
2: Okay. I was, I was getting
0: I was yep. getting there.
1: Well,
2: come to find
0: I... out, there was another student that had been missing, which was Linda Odom. And she was also a student at the Institute for Deaf and Blind, but she was a waitress. But she was also Daniel Siebert's girlfriend. Oh, so she's like, you well, I guess they all knew Oh. Yeah, so, and this is so screwed up. When the manager for the apartment building that Odom and Weathers lived in brought up the passkey to access Weathers' apartment after a phone call from Sherry's school counselor saying that she hadn't seen uh-huh. Sherry at all, um, he actually opened Odom's door. And she was found deceased before Sherry and her kids.
1: Oh, my God. So they weren't looking for her, but they just found. She was an incidental person, find. Like, surprise. Yep. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah, it's insane. It is insane. And then they went into Sherry's apartment, and they found her and her sons piled on a mattress and just covered with a blanket.
2: Like, all
1: together? Like, yeah. what the hell? And Debbie like, he strangled them all? Uh, it didn't
0: say how he murdered him. It just said that they were found deceased on a mattress. Uh, so he basically just kind of piled them up and yeah. walked away. Oh threw a God. blanket over him. So disrespectful, too. I know, now, right? Just, like, threw them
1: there. And then you mm-hmm. wonder, like, why go through the extra step of covering them up? Like, what is that? You've already done all of this. Why, like, let's just cover them up now. Yeah, like, I that's going to help anything? Or I kind of wonder if he
0: like, felt like remorse for it, or he just couldn't look yeah. at their faces.
1: Yeah, just like maybe not, like maybe remorse, but maybe um like not embarrassment. I'm not thinking the right word, but yeah, like where he's like ashamed a little bit.
0: Yeah, because anywhere else, I like, couldn't find any other uh, child victims. So it that's my line of thinking is because it was children that were also victims of his that. That maybe was kind of the kicker where he couldn't really look at him.
1: And I wonder if because she's a college student, and this wasn't like a dorm, right? This was just a no. It was just it an was apartment just a building. Okay, so I'm sure. I wonder if he was there. I don't know if. Do you know who he killed first out of the two people? No, it didn't say. Because I wonder if he was there, and I don't know if he planned on killing girlfriend or something happened. And he just snapped. And then he saw, what's her, name? Sherry? and her son. the mom. Yep. Yeah, and maybe he didn't know there was kids until he was in there, and then it was already like well collateral damage. But I mean, or maybe he saw them and didn't care at all. I yeah. Guess, you know. Well, there and was, he was obviously a monster.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. There was uh, another woman that was at. I'm sorry, it wasn't Linda Odom. It was Linda Jarman that went to the same school as Sherry. Linda Odom was oh, okay. his girlfriend, but still. Um, oh, gotcha. gotcha linda jarman was discovered nude lifeless but he had robbed her too he took her car and her tv set What the
1: crap really tv i see the car to get away but what the crap
0: yeah and it wasn't just like a flat screen tv in the 80s it was those giant boxy tv like who didn't see that coming out of that apartment like
1: covered up like hey man hey bro and he wasn't
0: a big guy, so I wonder if somebody actually like helped him get it out. Or if it was just like a small set that he could carry, but still those things are huge.
1: I know, I don't even know if there were small sets in the eighties. And I bet even the small ones weighed like probably sixty pounds.
0: Really though, because I, I mean I remember the ones from when we were younger, the the sets that had the the speakers built right into it with the oh, big yeah. wooden box.
1: And a little knob and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe he wanted to make make it set up to look like a robbery. That could be. I guess. I was thinking, I don't know. I was thinking he was actually just, like, robbing in the moment. But maybe he was trying to set up a little bit of a scene.
0: Yeah. Um, And Linda Jarman was 33. She was not his oldest victim, though. His oldest victim was Beatrice McDougal, who was 57. But she was not from Alabama. She was from Atlantic City, New Jersey. He was di- she in
1: Alabama, or was that just a no, place she
0: traveled No, and- that was just a separate one. But there was another victim in Alabama in Calhoun County, and her name was Cheryl Evans. He, Yeah, after he had murdered Jarman Odom Weathers and her sons and Evans, mm-hmm. he had basically spent six months on the run, and this is where he screwed up. He got caught because he called a friend while he was in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee, and the friend turned around and reported him to the cops. So the friend basically blew up his spot, said, hey, I know you're looking for this guy. He's right here. Go get him.
2: God.
1: What kind of person wouldn't? You'd hope that any decent person would even turn in their friend if they were wondering for that.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, I would. So
1: he killed the two. He killed, like, the family and the separate person and then went on the run for six months. And was he killing when he was on the run until they found these other bodies?
0: That wasn't very clear. There was the, the murders in Nevada and then the murder in New Jersey. But I believe those were before he even got before. to Alabama. Because there's a lot of conflicting information.
1: That's what I kind of found, too. Like, I could not keep. Now, given, I put a whole, like, 20, maybe 25 minutes of research into this, but <laughs> I cannot read my timeline straight. I'm like, okay, eighties, got it, within the years, you know? And all the stories started with um, a family murder, and then kind of went, you know, backwards from
0: there. Yeah, no, his first victim was in 1979 in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada.
2: Oh, yeah, the Nevada,
0: yeah. Yeah, and then he kind of laid dormant for a few years, and then started up again in the mid-80s.
2: Now, when did he
1: have a kid? When did he get married, or maybe not married? When did he? Have a he a kid?
0: had a kid. He had a son and a daughter in the early seventies. So their his kids it. are in their forties now.
2: Lord God.
0: It's and one followed right in daddy's shoes. <laughs> right, or just it, yeah, that life of you know crime and I don't
1: know.
2: Yeah, like yeah. deceit.
0: The, the daughter wasn't mentioned other than just that she was,
2: you know, uh, an offspring of
0: his. Other than that, I yeah. can't find anything on her.
1: I bet she's glad about that. Probably. I bet it's like <laughs> son that got arrested and he might have been incognito too, but.
0: Yeah, well, you can't just kill people because you owe them no. money. <laughs> no, it doesn't
1: typically work out no. in your favor. Not really.
0: But. These, at this point in time was when there was a the huge thing going on about the death penalty and the the ethics behind it and whether it was ethical to kill this guy, like well, you killed so many people, we're gonna kill you back Uh-huh, <laughs> but people were all up in arms about it, and at the time, the Alabama Governor Bob Riley had rejected phone calls to postpone Siebert's execution. Even though he had a terminal cancer diagnosis, but being as there was a national controversy over lethal injections, he just, he's like, no, screw it. And he was quoted saying, I would in the essence be commuting his sentence to life in prison, and that is not the sentence he was given by a jury. His crimes were monstrous, brutal, and ghastly. So, I mean, he's not wrong. I kind of, I agree with him here. And I'm not a proponent for the death penalty. Because there's a lot of people that were innocent that have uh-huh. been put through that. But uh-huh. this case, this guy admitted to it. There's no if, ands, or buts. He did it. Oh, yeah. Because his fingerprints were found in Odom's car, and that's how he was connected to Odom. Because he didn't clean up after himself.
1: So, did he, but he didn't end up getting the death penalty. No, you're right. He died
0: before? Right. Technically? Okay, yeah, he, so. di- he died on death row.
1: Gotcha. I wonder. Do you know how far away he was from execution?
0: It didn't say, but I don't think he was that far from it. Cause
1: he was older. In the pictures I saw, I guess. Do they update mugshots? Is that a thing?
0: That was. Or is that how
1: he looked when he looked when he got arrested?
0: That one was from the eighties.
1: Oh wow! So, so he, he looked older, rough. like an old.
0: Well, the are you talking about the the gray haired picture?
1: Yeah, the great guy yeah. where he has, like, the his skin just looks really, which, I mean. That was more well, recent
0: than the 80s. Okay, I was going to
1: say, he did not look well, so if he had pancreatic cancer. Is that what you said, pancreatic cancer? Yes, yep. Yeah, he, would, he wasn't looking too good,
0: so. No, he was looking pretty rough, but yeah, that was. He was
1: looking kind of
0: yellow. Yeah. <laughs> well, when your liver fails, that'll do that. <laughs> It'll do that. No, so when he died, it was, all right, well, taxpayer money got saved by not having right. to have a a death sentence handed down but it's still the families were happy that he had such a painful death kind of thing
1: absolutely yeah Yeah. i mean i can't i can't imagine that feeling
0: no i i can't even begin to imagine how relieved the families are that he Mm -hmm. won't do this again but just the what he did to these people is just crazy
1: and he was like a get in there. I mean, I was thinking about it when I was researching. Like, he wasn't a, I mean, he's, the ones I, the, the two I remember reading about, maybe more, like, they were strangled. And that is, like, at least the women. I don't know about the kids. Yeah. That is, like, up in your face, like, consciously, not a snap, and I'm going to shoot somebody, or a snap. I don't know, even, I think that's different, like, beating someone to death in a way. Obviously, all brutal, but, like, when you're strangling somebody, it's slow. And you have, you know, like you're there. You're all up in it. Yeah. Like that's it's, just a whole to me, specifically strangling somebody's a whole nother like level of I am choosing to do this and I am I am in it, you know.
0: Yeah, it's way more personal than just yeah, shooting personal, somebody in exactly. the head. It because 'cause you're looking at them. Yeah, it was premeditated. I wanna say that there was probably a sexual component to it for him.
2: You know what, I mean,
1: especially after the stuff I didn't know a I knew he was abused, and by his dad. And I think that's as far as like what I heard. So I mean, if he was exposed to all of that, I mean, I mean, there's a sexual part for sure. Even if it was just like the act of the murder part, like there's, I would be willing to, you know.
0: Yeah, because you don't just go hit. in and strangle that many people just because I right. you feel like, yeah, that, like there's like you're
1: getting
2: something.
0: That and there was nothing missing from Sherry Weather's apartment. All her belongings were still there. All her kids' belongings were still there. So it was personal. He had went in and he had been stalking her, basically.
2: Uh, he, he so he just... knew.
1: So I knew there was kids. I was halfway hoping it was an accident.
2: In no. a weird way,
1: you know, that he got in there. Not accident. He, he like, jumped at the opportunity and was like, oh, crap.
2: There's kids right. here. Oh, well. You right.
0: know? Yeah, no. He, he went in and he, he knew what he was doing. But there, like I said, there wasn't a ton of information. It was it was kind of hard to dig up. But this one, it just I had never heard of it, and I've listened to hundreds of hours of podcasts. I'd never Same. heard of this
1: guy. I was looking. There's, I found like one. I mean, very obscure podcast, and then and I googled, and it wasn't really any. All like right, YouTube at first.
2: Yeah, it wasn't much.
1: You know, for that many crimes. I mean, maybe it's because. I don't even know why I don't, i'm not really sure why certain serial killers just like explode popularity and then the ones you know and there's so many yeah he, and, and it wasn't like he was like a one or two or even three where he's barely a serial killer like i mean there was a list of people he at least claimed
0: yeah i mean there's one two three four five six seven eight at least nine deaths that i can count from just the names that showed up while I was researching but he had a committed he admitted that he was involved with at least 12 more murders so we're looking at over 20 victims holy crap yeah and this is why it was kind of baffling that there was never like i haven't heard anything about this this guy was fucked in the head
1: yeah i'm like he, no remorse no no he I just care. in his
0: um mugshot he's got those cold dead okay. eyes yes you just you look at that and you go, oh, that's creepy.
1: He looks scary. I know there's something weird about like an older person too. Like he looked like an older man, but there was nothing like, mm, how do I say it? Like not a lot of old people, even if they're like scary. Like oh, well they're you know old and <laughs> decrepit. He did not look.
0: He didn't have the grandpa uh, vibe.
1: No, he didn't. He looked like a monster. Like yeah. His eyes, like you said, they were like shark eyes.
0: Yeah, and his son, if you look at his son's mugshots, same thing. I mean there's oh there's something not right there. There there had to have been a component of mental illness in there, obviously.
1: Yeah, obviously. But, I feel like there's gotta be something. I mean well, luckily, I mean that's why not all of us are running around killing people, but
0: I mean, thank I don't god for know. drugs, but
1: <laughs> right.
0: But yeah, no. For him to have strangled as many people and murdered as many people as he did, even if one of them was, he was only convicted of manslaughter.
1: That was where he got. Which, his... How does that even happen? Yeah, like,
0: how does... that's in seventy nine was where he got his first his first thrill, and he needed more. He could not uh-huh. not. And there do was it.
1: info on that victim. You said or, or was there one man?
0: Uh, there was one gay man, and I believe that that was the manslaughter in 1979.
1: Hmm. I bet there's more to that story,
0: too. I would love to know more. I try to do some research and look up, like, family members or someone that I could get in touch with to talk to. But there was no... No listed information as far as anybody to contact and frankly i don't blame them one bit
2: yeah yeah, yeah. stick that back up <laughs> yeah because who
0: wants that in their life right
1: yeah i don't know i was yeah i was surprised that there was a name that i hadn't heard of and then it was i mean he had like a list man yeah oh yeah and
0: what kind of is baffling is He was started around the same time the Southside serial killer did. Now, I've heard a whole bunch of things on that, but Uh never, not even a mention of, oh, hey, this guy was also thought to have been, you know, done some of the victims for that. But he was, uh, it was completely different. Oh, and he was also in the marines in 1972 under the name of daniel marlowe
1: okay that was another thing i was like okay that was you know he has all these different names like first off how do you join the freaking marines with the wrong name
2: yeah really Like,
1: how does that even happen
0: yeah well he was dischar- uh dishonorably discharged from the marines
1: yeah, he didn't last very
0: long. No. From what I remember.
1: No. Because does it say why he was dishonorably discharged? Uh,
0: Sometime either late 72, early 73, because his children were born between 1973
1: and 1975. Uh Do you know why? Does it say? It does not say why. I wonder.
0: You got to wonder if there was some sort of conduct that was causing that or if there was something or if there was a mental component where he was discharged because he was nuts.
1: (laughs) Well, and that's what I'm wondering and I don't know the ins and outs. I have family members that like Navy and stuff, but I don't know how hard it is to get dishonorably discharged. Like, I feel like you have to work pretty hard at that. But I could be wrong. I could be totally off. And it could be different from the eighties.
0: Yeah, I would imagine. Well this was even the early seventies when he got dishonorably discharged. Yeah, he was on death row for 21 years. Holy crap! Yeah, so he and he had died at Holman Prison near Atmore, Alabama. But his his execution had had a seven month stay because of all the uproar about the lethal injections. Mm. And where
1: is Alabama now with the death penalty? Do you know? I don't know any of. Like, I don't even know Texas is. I think
2: we're pretty probate.
1: So. <laughs> I should know, but I don't. Um,
0: I'm honestly not sure. Because I didn't even think to look at it, to be honest. But in New York, we don't have the death penalty.
1: I feel like, thought we were going to guess, and now I'm going to Google it. Go, like, That's what I, I'm, doing I'm doing right yeah, now. <laughs> like, Alabama's probably pretty
2: yeah, Alabama is <laughs> and- to kill people, and yeah let's see
0: alabama is the only state with anti-death penalty organization which is project hope to abolish the death penalty was founded by death row inmates in 1989 according to the death penalty information center
2: Hmm.
0: so that's interesting and uh, funny enough that is the only death row prison is Holman Prison in Atmore.
2: Really?
0: Yep, yeah, That is the only one. And they do actually have a list on the website, which is deathpenaltyinfo.org. uh uh-huh. Of the number of death sentences from 1977
2: to 2017. Hmm. That's actually kind of interesting. Yeah.
1: I,
0: would have, I don't know. Um, in 2002, Alabama had electrocuted one person, and that was the last person to undergo the punishment involuntarily by the state. And after that is when lethal injections were made the default execution method, which what is what Siebert would have gotten had he not passed away first. Mm. So he wouldn't have not gotten the electric chair. He would have had the lethal injection.
2: And they don't do the
1: electric chair anymore. Does anybody? I feel like Texas did for a long time.
0: I know Texas did up until probably like early 2000s. Maybe I could be wrong.
1: I feel like it might have even lasted a long time than
0: that. Yeah. Well, Old
1: sparky. let they called it.
0: Yep. But <laughs> <laughs> well, lethal injection too has been widely discouraged because it's so hard to get the correct dosage of the sodium pentothal and mm. of the potassium and everything else to stop the heart because if not enough is given it is extremely painful and it won't kill the person Ugh. and it basically you have to do it again oh that's a nightmare yeah it, it's basically like giving them a small and heart it's probably
1: attack like a nightmare i was thinking about this the other day like the nurses or whoever like administer it like how could that be your job you know like oh
0: yeah, That's it's
2: going
0: to be. And it's something that I had looked at prior to. There is a doctor there to pronounce the death, but the people that are administering the drug are not medically trained most of the time.
1: Wow, they're just like um worker or employees of the prison.
0: Um I'm not exactly sure who does it, but I know there's EMTs on the scene in case it doesn't work because there obviously has been instances where it doesn't work
1: god that'd be a nightmare you know the people that are there to like observe it which is another weird phenomenon like i don't really know i don't know i'm very torn on all of that like that is just very just an odd concept to me it is because and even though, like that could be your job is like, i i don't only do lethal injections but like that could be part of your job you know especially like, for an EMT a dmt or doctor and like that's the opposite of your job <laughs> so, right you know
0: yeah, because an EMT can't pronounce somebody dead. It has to be a doctor to sign off on the death certificate. So, that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's just one of those odd things. See, And there's so many different reports, too, on ages and stuff, because I've got one place that says BCM um, McElrath was 23, and then there's another one here that says she was 19. So there's a lot of misreporting
2: going on. I like his, it doesn't. I don't know. Maybe
1: he wasn't like his victims weren't. This sounds terrible. I don't know. if They weren't like interesting enough to people during that like you know time. I don't know. Because yeah, there wasn't a lot. And there was like people that died. You know, like that's so bizarre to me.
0: Yeah. Well, um, Gidget Castro and Nisa McElrath were in L.A. too. So I don't were know. Were they
1: um, just regular people or were they like um, sex workers?
0: No, they were, there's really not a whole lot of background on them. Cause
1: so um, I don't even read about them.
0: No, no. And they were only connected to the Southside serial killer because of the manner of death. Gotcha. Um, most of the South Side victims and Gidget and Nisa were both African American and most of the South Side killers um, victims were African American. So they that's why they, also another reason they attributed it to it. But it was not him, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it says here that Castro was a divorcee and a native of Connecticut who was actually listed as an self-employed housewife she um Castro was nev- had never been arrested on a prostitution charge none of that so but there were information from family and friends that she had been involved in prostitution
1: so hold on my phone's cutting out <laughs> I always wonder just I don't know because that's that's who they go for is people that You know, people don't typically miss or look after or look for, which I wonder if that's how he ended up getting caught as some of his later victims were people that were missed,
2: you know? Yeah, yep.
0: These, now as far as McElrath, it doesn't say if she was involved in prostitution or not, just as that Castro was. And I'm assuming okay. a self-employed housewife kind of is what that meant. <laughs>
1: that's, that's another way to do it.
0: Yeah, well, that's what she had listed herself as, as a self-employed housewife.
1: She owns a brothel. Got it. <laughs> um,
0: oh, another name that he had went by was Danny Ray Spence. So is that he- what
1: he did at the, I remember Spence from the college. Like That yeah. was his...
0: He either went by Daniel Spence or Danny Ray Spence at the college. Those two are interchangeable. I
1: wonder where he got the Spence from or where he got. I'm not sure. But
0: Cheryl Evans, who was another black prostitute, was also. She was the one that was killed in Calhoun County. In Alabama.
1: And did he admit to those, or did they find, like, evidence of him at those scenes? At he admitted scene? to that one. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah.
0: But it didn't say in the, and anywhere, why he specifically targeted Sherry Weathers and Linda Jarman and Linda Odom, because they weren't sex workers.
1: No, they were just, like, I mean, not taking like, no a down plate or anything, but, like, and that's I guess looks like his downfall. Maybe he got tired of, I don't know. And I wonder, like, I guess because I read that he started getting into he was like was doing art from an early age, or maybe like when he was hiding from his father is when he developed this like artistic skill, which mm-hmm. I guess is maybe they said he was like really good at it, which is how he I guess got the art instructor job or pulled that off.
0: Right. Yeah. He was he was a a good artist, and that's why he had. And hired basically they looked at us stuff and said, Oh, here you go. Okay, yeah. you can do it.
1: You can draw. No background, good, good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you draw real good. He's Let's a draw. good
0: drawer. <laughs> yeah, and now yeah, like Linda Odom was a waitress. And for him I wonder was- if his
1: confidence was just super high, like, oh I've got with all this other crap, like um you know, and they get so ballsy, which is usually their
2: downfall.
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm I'm confused on. Was there something that maybe started that whole slew of Sherry Weathers, Linda Odom, Linda Jarman? Like that something that spree. made him like what
2: they
1: call like like spree not spree but like a a cluster type thing. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, and that's that's kind
2: of what I'm trying to
1: figure out,
2: and it's. Kind and one of, of them was
1: his girlfriend. So they like, had some sort of relationship he was keeping up during this time.
0: Yeah, Linda Odom was his girlfriend.
1: Yeah. I I lose track of an I'm terrible at names. Yeah. Um Ugh.
0: and around December 30th of 1985, uh Siebert had befriended a guy named Donald Hendron. And Donald was on his way to Talladega, Alabama, which was where the Institute for the Deaf and Blind was. Uh-huh. And on Donald on his way to Talladega had been an artist at the resident for the Institute of deaf and blind. And he had been carrying an artist case and hitchhiking near Tucson or Daniel, Daniel Siebert was hitchhiking. So Donald picked him up and actually brought him to the Institute. So Donald Hendren is the one that
2: actually introduced him to the Institute. Okay interesting so just this like just like picked
0: him up and bought him like yep yep he's like he volunteered at the school and hoped that it would get him a permanent position um and Siebert had actually moved in with Hendren and started dating now this is where there's another here's another conflicting story saying that Siebert was dating Sherry Weathers but everywhere else I've seen he was dating Linda Odom.
1: I think I read that as well. Yep.
0: Uh and and uh, Sherry Weathers sons were young they were only 4 and 5 years old. So these were still so, like, babies. I wonder
1: if she was dating him and they knew him and you know or maybe it's like a casual thing or ugh. or maybe people thought that he, they were dating because he was at the apartment complex because of
2: Okay, that name is gone, but I don't know. I mean, it could. It have just been. makes it even worse.
0: Yeah, he could have been dating both of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And or was at least
1: like friendly or you know whatever. People, right. People don't know
0: from the outside. Oh, okay. So all right, now I'm getting it. Sherry Weathers dated him first, and oh. then Linda Odom had dated him, and. She, he dated Weathers in 85 and in 86 is when he had dated Odom.
1: Oh, okay. So it was both. Yeah. So So, he did date both of them. And I want, I don't know. Like that is just, I don't know. I guess it's one thing for like random people, but someone you know and, you know, dated.
0: Oh yeah. Well, originally when they picked up his fingerprint off of Linda's car, they got him because he was in all the system because he had actually had a warrant out for a first-degree assault in San Francisco mm. from an incident where he had strangled a prostitute. But the woman oh, had survived. survived. Yeah, luckily she survived and filed the charges. Now, if she didn't, this guy would not have been caught because he wouldn't have been in the oh. system. I didn't know that. Yep, yeah, so... Her, so he didn't
2: he didn't
0: finish the job, and no, then no he must have thought he did, but he didn't he he screwed the pooch on that one, ah. and so that is where he the the dominoes began to fall for him. They picked okay. him up on that outstanding warrant, and then that's when they connected him to Odom and Weathers and her children. So, but that's... It. But he didn't even, like, try to fight it or anything. He just confessed to it. Yeah. Yeah, he just said, like, yeah, I killed leathers or kids, Linda Jarman and Linda Odom. He was just like, yeah, I killed him. And when the police asked him how many more, he replied, maybe a dozen, maybe more. I try to put those things out of my mind. Who the
1: fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then, like, I'm sure there's like the documentary I watched, it was like these like southern, you know, like cops, and they were so adorable. But like they were like on his tail. And yeah. I just can imagine their faces and he's just like, yeah, probably a dozen, you know, and like just finding. Also, I wondered how crazy it was when they were you know, at the art institute investigating these deaths. And I don't remember how it came up, but they they figured out that it, you know one of the, their employees was not who they
2: said it was and,
1: you know, and part of it was from an eyewitness or something, how those, like, the people that worked there were like, oh shit, yeah. like, we hired a murderer. like And we didn't even check to see if that was his real name. No. It is not.
0: Oh my God. What I just found is while in prison, Siebert liked to draw, often depicting women in bondage. He stated that he learned how to draw when he was hiding from his father, and he had sold his artwork on murderabilia websites
2: while he was in oh prison. Oh my God.
1: Oh, my God.
2: What is wrong with now people? i have to Google it. What is
0: wrong with people? He had more oh, than... Oh, no, a- yeah.
1: People, like, people are into that crap. I don't get it.
0: He goes, and he had more than a couple of female pen pals. And that were, like, devoted we to him. Yet. I don't either. Because
2: we have
1: issues. We just have issues. Like, <laughs> like I don't know yeah. what it is. Like, well, let's it was- find a serial killer. Yeah. It's like dangerous, but it's not because he's in prison, you know, whatever. But it's ugh. yeah, I cannot.
0: I just don't understand this. Like, the the chick that married Manson while he was in prison, like, exactly. Who that?
1: A lot of the serial killers have like this like fan club, and it, like Richard Ramirez had one too. He did, and he was and disgusting, an
0: ugly motherfucker,
1: too. <laughs> yes, he was with nasty, <laughs> nasty breath. And this guy, I mean, he had no redeeming quality, no. Like, and even Richard in- Ramirez, like, maybe at the right angle with his mouth closed. This guy's an old, nasty dude with, like, a porn stash. Like, even in his pictures
0: from, like, the 70s and 80s, when he had the brown, like, fro going, he just didn't look like a stable person. Like, I would probably walk on the other side of the road if I saw this guy walking towards me.
1: You, you, You know, you'd hope that, like, you could tell. You know, I always, I don't know. Like, the population I work with, I work with kids with, like, emotional disorders and, like, you know terrible behavior problems and i just wonder like how you know like you hope you can tell because i don't see that in any of my babies but with like people that grow up like can you tell in them that you know does he look like a stable person and i mean he had friends and he had a girlfriend like you know
0: yeah like i i gotta wonder like
1: was he a charmer because some of these guys are smooth talkers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: yes because they and they know how to like fake things but you gotta hope that like people can see through yeah i don't know i
2: don't know and, and there's
1: some people that, like i just know in like my personal life and i'm like they are psychopath like everything they're saying mm-hmm. is totally coached but oh yeah hopefully they're not murderers
2: so. oh
0: yeah well and he had actually he was supposed to be put to death in 2007 but he challenged the death row protocol and the death penalty because he was receiving treatment which okay this is this is where I kind of questioned what was going on. He was receiving treatment for pancreatic cancer while on death row. And he said that the drugs used in the lethal injection would counteract the cancer treatments and then just cause him to vomit. And a physician stated that it was possible for that interaction to happen. So, so
1: he's saying, like, it wouldn't kill him, it would just really painful yeah so and my question is is why
0: would they be treating him for the pancreatic cancer if he's on death row why not I know, just, isn't that bizarre? why not just save everybody money get it done and over with
1: like <laughs> right, let him walk away i'm sure there's some sort of ethic discussion
2: to go there but i mean yeah, i work that's, in that's
1: healthcare very bizarre. And it's like it's like the opposite of yeah, yeah like well, oh
2: you can't kill me because stuff I'm, yeah,
1: like you're paying to keep me alive. Yeah,
0: and it's insane. And I work in healthcare, and I work for an insurance company, and the cost of these chemotherapy drugs—I oh, can't even imagine. Or not even imagine. Are ridiculous, and why? And this is what I don't understand. For him. Yeah. For him. Yeah, but why would we, as a country, shell out all this money to save this guy's life, who we're just going to kill anyway?
1: Right. To me, that just I doesn't wonder make how sense. much like the lethal injection, and that's the people that are part of the death penalty. Is you know, it costs a lot to keep people alive, which. Yeah, it costs... it's, it's such a murky you know
0: yeah and it, it's a really gray ethical area
2: it's and i hard.
0: and i understand pro-life and all that but in the same aspect if he's gonna die you might as right. well just get it done and over with yeah that's
1: nature so we're not doing anything
0: like or just let him suffer and die from the pancreatic cancer because that's a mm-hmm. painful process it's not something I'm like i
1: wonder where they draw the line you know like where i'm sure there's a point where the doctors are like okay treatment is not you know oh yeah don't want that job
0: no no thank you
1: <laughs> I, I like
2: my i just job. prefer not to have yeah,
0: yeah really <laughs> like it hurts my brain i don't think i could even watch somebody on death row
1: i don't think i could either and i don't know and like i said i've never been there and you cannot i mean i couldn't even I've been wronged before by people and been really upset and had like maybe hatred well up, but I can't imagine what it would be like to be in the museum where someone takes away, you know, your loved one or family. we like, but then is to see them die. Is that, you know, I don't know that that would, and for some people, I think it does make them feel better or they say it does, but it's just such a weird, I yeah, don't know.
0: Yeah, it is. Way of
1: form of closure, but I, I can't, I can't judge people for it. Cause I've never been there. I don't know what I would, want to see or yeah i mean need. if
0: if he killed somebody of my family i i don't know i'm sadistic enough i probably could watch him <laughs> die and be like clapping like the whole time i don't know
2: right <laughs>
0: yeah it's just their documentaries they're they also don't even have a whole lot of information the no, ki- they really no killers behind the myth is the one that i watched and that one's from 2015 but it was just a tv was that episode
1: one on uh, daily motion or something or was that a tv I, uh, I watched one on daily motion which might have been that no but i don't, know. This I don't is, really
0: know the name of the show was killers behind the myth it was season oh, gotcha, gotcha. yeah season three episode seven was where his his episode came in so it wasn't like a full-length um, documentary or anything gotcha but yeah,
2: that's Daniel.
0: But he, e. was a monster. he was a Rit. creepy creep who thankfully is dead.
1: Absolutely. And hopefully doesn't have any more demon spawn out there killing people like that.
0: Yeah, his his son is already currently in jail. I actually tried to look up his son's like prison number and find out where he was incarcerated and I'm not pulling it up, so he may actually be out on like bail or something.
1: Hopefully he's just a run-of-the-mill criminal, just an idiot, not a psychopath like Daddy.
0: Yeah, hopefully that he <laughs> just gets put in jail and finished his shenanigans and then we don't have to ever hear from him again. Because, But he's I'm in California, so California people, watch out for last name fever <laughs> Because you don't want to associate with that. If it's <laughs> Damien or Damon, we don't know yet.
1: Which, you know, that name's kind of scary, so...
2: Yeah, I mean,
0: it is is associated with, you know, Satan.
1: (laughs) There's certain names, like, because I work in the school system and I have a list. I will not name them, but I have a list of
2: names that I'm like, nope, never for kids. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Because I've dealt with. Exactly.
0: Oh. But that's Daniel Siebert. All right. So now we know. Gross. It's pretty awful. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming on and hanging out.
2: Absolutely, bro. Have fun. I'll do it again.
0: Yes, absolutely. So I'll get you in when I have another really awesome serial killer. Sounds
1: good. I'm (laughs) going to go wrangle my toddler. They just got that ice cream. So that should be fun.
0: (laughs) Okay. So that was it for Daniel Lee Siebert. I just want to say thank you guys. I really appreciate you listening. Thank you so much to Casey for coming on and talking about this weirdo with me. And thank you guys for keeping this going. So just, if you could go give it some reviews, good or bad, I don't care. I know it's not perfect. It's not any uh, true crime garage or a certain scale level, but we are just starting. So if you can please go review, rate, subscribe. Uh, whatever platform you're listening on that would certainly help me out also don't forget to go check out behind this or beside the sun who is the band that we played on the first episode and next week hopefully we will have some new music i actually talked with somebody and we may be getting music from a band called nine balls If you're interested, go check them out. They're all over. There's a bunch of their songs on iTunes. So go give them a listen. And as always, stay disturbed.